time we finally hear each other, it's like that Spider-Man meme when you're like, disclaimer, if you guys hear a lot of coughing and sneezing on my end, I'm going to try to mute it, but it's been a rough few days. So mm-hmm. every time I laugh, you're going to get a <coughs> right after. It's, oh, geez. It's inevitable. Sometimes he's got that weird cough too, like when you're trying to start up a car that's 50 years old. Oh my god! (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess we should start there first. Like, just how's everybody doing? Everybody all right out there? You know, we don't get to see each other as much, obviously, because we're for the most part of different states and whatnot. But everybody, everybody doing good? You know, go blue state. Minor minor health issues, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, minor health issues here. Like I like I've been doing this class with Bobby. Um, these workout classes I, they got me signed up for. I, I, I drank the juice, but uh, the last like the, the last couple of weeks, right? Like I went for Labor Day, I went camping, and I had a knot in my back like the whole time, and it was like messing with my breathing and everything too. And I was like, how? I don't know what I did for for my for have a knot in my back, right? So it finally went away after like a week. So then I go, I show up again at the workout thing and I'm like, okay, we're lifting the kettlebells. We're like, we're like, like chainsaw lift style. Right. And the next day I had one on the other side and it was just like, oh my God, I got to stop going to this place. It is every time I go to this place. You stretch it beforehand? No. Um, Wow, he's lifting with his back. Bro, you is not 22 no more. You're going to have to stretch that thing out, bro. He's not early 20s no more. Remember those good days? So so it was that. So it was that, and then I've been having this problem with, like, the top, every top of, like, my kneecap has been hurt. Like, if I leave my knee, like, in a bended position and straighten it out, like, it'll hurt. You know, and I, I wouldn't. I told you, I'm like, y'all, y'all got to stop with these like six station squats. Like, y'all got to stop with this. All right. <laughs> then, need, then, all you need, all you need is a little. You just need a little help from Brett Favre and Shaquille O'Neal, Copper Fit and Icy Hot. That's all you need. Oh, right no, there. No. That's all you need. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, goes a long way. Yeah, well, yeah, because because what he did, because what because well, what one of the guys did, he was just like, well, you have to roll out your thighs, and I'm like, what kind of Anyway, and he was just like, so he brought out one of those big foam rollers, and he was like, "This is why your knee hurts because your patella tendon and all that." I, like, I bet you, I like, I bet you, it's all tight in there. And I was like, "All right." So he showed me how to roll my leg. He's like, "Does it hurt?" I was like, "Yes." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's why your knee hurts." They're getting it. They're getting it. But other than that, I'm doing all right. I'm not sick or nothing, so we're good. All right, then. Uh, what's going on, Piglets? It's your boy, Taylor B., and I'm joined by my proud-to-pull-out co-host, Daniel, Joey, and DJ. Welcome to another installment of Culture by the Culture. I don't think Before that's correct. any further, be sure to click that follow or subscribe <laughs> button. And remember, Culture by the Uncultured is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, and I guess we're on Facebook, too, and Twitter and Instagram and stuff, but I don't really care about that crap. Anyway. We're only fans. We're on, uh, you 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 know I got three kids, right, Brendan? Yeah, yeah. Well, that let, let's exclude DJ from the proud to pull out thing. And I mean, I I don't be pulling. Can out we make an OnlyFans? Can we, we just could. We cock by can. the uncultured? Yeah. Oh, wow. I was, oh, wow. <laughs> was going to say we could just put our content on OnlyFans and put it behind a paywall, but 
not specifically it don't gotta be sex but i mean hey man you know they decided to not uh, take the porn so like let, let's be honest who got only fans and not doing that like come on now even Tiger hey there's and, like 10 percent uh, of those that don't, that don't do it right safari they got like well i have no idea i, I think it started off as like a workout website or some shit like that at first i don't i don't, I don't remember but <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway uh we got a, we got quite the we got quite the docket today boys and girls um we gotta zoom it it's a lot yeah, it is. It is definitely a lot. I don't want to start. Let's start off with sports again. I think that's a good place to start every time. All um, right. Well, that goes thirty minutes. All right. I got one go. sport. Hold <laughs> on. Let's start. Let's start with boxing. <laughs> Donald Trump said he wants to fight Biden. <laughs> he said he's gonna knock him out. <laughs> that's crazy. This celebrity minute, boxing. Did we talk about? Did we talk about the Jake fight with fucking with the? Uh... Don't nobody care about that. Yeah, really, nobody cares about Jake Paul no more. Put put black folks back another. I'll let I'll entertain it, Brandon, just real quick. I'll entertain (laughs) it. Um, I I mean, it's it's old news anyway, but I think I think at first it was clearly a gimmick, and now that people have, you don't you don't just train for boxing for a couple of months for a couple of years. You don't just do that. He's gonna start building, building more of a credibility. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him on like one of the um one of Dana White's shows the next fight or whatever he might got it he might get his ass kicked but I think if he I mean he's rich already so right like he don't really need brain damage so maybe it won't work out but <laughs> until people stop paying for it I'm gonna keep watching it I mean I haven't paid for it yet I'm just gonna watch the highlights but damn, damn. at least he he upped his game and went for a formidable somewhat opponent even though he's kind of washed up or whatever but I think his brother you know, is I don't better. Know. He's to not be gonna honest. fight any I, I, present boxers. Yeah, his his brother probably is better. I don't even know his name, but I think his brother's better whenever it comes to boxing. Logan. He's seems he seems more yeah, Logan. He seems more humble. He seems more uh more down to earth, while Jake just kind of seems like a huge distraction and someone that can just make a lot of noise. Logan's the older brother, right? Yeah, Logan's the older brother, Jake's yeah. the younger brother. You kind of just sum that up right there. The younger brother is usually the one that goes a little crazier sometimes. Chihuahua. What white yeah. families anyway? I don't know about the other ones. But... <laughs> sounds um, it sounds true. T.J. Watt and J.J. Watt. Yeah, seems like. <laughs> but but you said Trump versus Biden. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I would pay money to see that. I would fucking pay money to see both of them knock each other out. Now, to be honest, like real talk, we we all got Trump right. Like we he's not in the best of shape, but Biden so. looks like he's a sneeze away from knocking I, out. I think yeah, I think he would sleep Biden. Okay, sure. a better no. question. Okay. Who you got? All you gotta do is throw a toupee at him and he's out. Who you got? <laughs> Biden or John McCain? All he did is throw the <laughs> McCain. Did he McCain got away? military experience, right? Yeah, but he's got sure. he's got the frozen elbows though. He can't do nothing but but beside punches. <laughs> But McCain and slung so many elbows. I think he might need Tommy John. Like it's crazy. Wow. Imagine, uh, yeah, he didn't come after Obama like that. Obama served his ass. <laughs> Listen here, okay? Obama. And he's a sa- Obama and he's punch a him in the face and cross him up. <laughs> exactly. Hilarious. Oh man. Um, well, sports. Oh, uh, the basketball Hall of Fame inductees got some good ones. Really good ones, Paul Pierce, um, Ben Wallace, 
Chris Bosh, um, they gave it to yeah, the truth. They gave it to, um, there's a few, I should have brought up the list. Uh, Bill Russell got his second induction as a coach, which I think is kind of, kind of bogus. They could have gave his first jacket a slash something patch, you know, you have to give him a whole new one. Plus that's it wasn't that, like, you know, that's, a, that's amazing. They gave Paul Pierce it, especially after that, that video with the strippers that got him fired off ESPN. I thought for sure that was going to be a black mark for your record. You know what eased the blow, though, is that it was that evil white bitch, Rachel Nichols. When she went down, everybody else who had issues at ESPN was like, oh, I'm off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> at, least I at least I didn't say no. At least I didn't say no behind her back racist shit. <laughs> if I didn't say that, I'm okay. So everybody, right, welcome, right. Back. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Except for Max. Mm. Yeah, Max left first take, huh? <laughs> no, he didn't leave. <laughs> the, that's what we leave first he take. Stephen A. Smith to get him out of here. I, he, I love him. I love him as a guy, but he's got to go. That don't make no sense. <laughs> Oxymoron talking. Yeah, don't hit me. It, <laughs> I, I just talked about this last week. I said, Stephen A's cool. I know he brings content, but like to the core of me, I get irritated by him because he is just so like, he's fucking toxic, bro. He sets up, he's got an argument. He sets up his emotional ties to everyone, like to try to secure his, like, let me make sure I say all these nice things so I can say everything I want to say without too much backlash. And then finally, 10 seconds of actual sports talk. Like, Jesus, bro, just get it over with. Now, my brother, before I start this, I must have to preface this with the idea that everybody <laughs> knows me and him go way back. And then he's always got to go like that. And then he finally like, yeah, he's terrible, though. We got to get out of here. You know, it's like, bro. I saw this. I saw this video on TikTok where it said the real reason why uh, he got rid of Max Kellerman was because that uh, there was an episode where uh, uh T.O. told him that like Max Kellerman was blacker than him. I knew it. I, knew it. <laughs> I, I joked about that. I joked about it. And if that's real, that's hilarious. For real, though. And that's what we he said. We said, hilarious. let's keep it real. The black man outed the most cultured white guy on ESPN. The guy from like Brooklyn who grew up on boxing and basketball and used to be a rapper in the 90s. Oh, how right. how, how black can you get? Like, I, like when I think about it, like Max Kellerman's like that dude off the barbershop. Isaac, he's like, let me black in you. <laughs> that was what's his name from NSYNC, right? I, I, don't, I, I can't remember. I have no idea. <laughs> Is uh he's still on a he's on a different show though now right? Yeah, he got his he's own show. A- well, not he's not his own show. He he jumped on a show with Keyshawn Johnson and and Jay Will. I forget what his actual name is. The other guy was Zubin, but he had some issues and he had to bounce. But even with uh, even with the the show with Stephen A, he already had his his boxing show. You know, he's got his podcast. He's he's already got three or four other yeah, shows. But his main one said. was the one with Stephen A. So yeah, he's good already. And actually, I, I like the combination. Else. I like I like his show with uh, with Keyshawn and them because honestly, some somebody needed to be there to humble Keyshawn a little bit. I think he think he'd be walking over Jay Will and and that Zubin dude a little too much. I think Max Max will kind of make him up his game a little bit. Yeah, he was feeling a certain type of way today. I was watching him, and he was just like, "Yeah, if you go back and watch my highlights, I was like, I became one of the league's best at toe dragging," and I was like, "No." No, <laughs> <laughs> Not with Chad Johnson your, out there. Who would you guys <laughs> say is your favorite uh, sportscaster? 
like show me, or like broadcast like like live like, game like, broadcasting either way i guess like just kind of like whoever like just the announcers or and like the guys who do like the after game or pre-game shows and stuff all right for like the fifth time <laughs> we were having some technical difficulties and i'm glad we're able to come back if this actually fucking works my god i'm, I'm kind of over it at this point um we were talking about favorite broadcasters i think uh i don't know who is your favorite broadcaster sports you talk about them still sports broadcasters yeah yeah no i was just saying uh there, there's not too many that i mean they're not all bad but it's easier to point out the people that you don't like as opposed to the ones that you like really like because you're gonna watch every everybody you know regardless of what sport they're talking about if you like that sport you're gonna listen so but yeah. i said i appreciate Shaq on um open court and then I also like, uh, I kind of like, I ain't gonna lie, I kind of like Shannon and Skip a little bit still. Skip, Skip. I got, you know, I kind of enjoyed that a little <laughs> bit. But the one I said I didn't like was Chris Collinsworth on TV. He's just too, yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't even want to badmouth him, but like, it's just not right <laughs> for me. This is not good for me. I can feel that yeah. one. For, for me, yeah, I kind of, when I'm watching something, like, I can't stand Joe Buck, but he's uh, he's like, on every oh, football yeah. game. I can't, I can't stand that guy. But but somebody I really like hearing, like, for football is, is uh, I think his name is Marv Albert. Oh, Marv Albert. Uh, mm-hmm. I think for A for ABC or something like that. But he, I like I like when he's, cause he's like, and Aaron Rodgers, like the way he's like, <laughs> the way he stresses his voice when, like, the most basic stuff happens and make me feel like, like, oh. Oh, five yard pass. Oh, that was legit. <laughs> and then, but as far as like watching shows and all that, I, I still enjoy Stephen A. Said just because, you know, I like, I like when he yells. Yeah. It, it makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I can, I could say the same thing with, uh, like, like, uh, Shannon Skip. Uh, obviously, we talked about Shaq earlier, just his personality, the way he vibes with, uh, with Chuck is hilarious in the way that they bring their own <laughs> stuff up. Uh, for me personally, I actually like Rich Eisen and I like Rich Eisen for a different mm-hmm. reason other than the fact that everything else is that he's kind of like the, the ordinary guy. Like mm-hmm. they always have like LT and Willie McGinnis and all these other, uh, all these other like prior athletes, prior football players that are mm-hmm. on there. And then they just have good old Rich Eisen there. The guy that <laughs> doesn't even look like he belongs, but, yeah, he provides his own sort of commentary. And then I don't really watch Golden State, but I like uh I think his name is Mike Breen, the guy that goes bang. He calls every three-point shot that gets shot at uh, in Golden State. Oh yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. you just got those certain broadcasters that have that 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 one line or that that signature thing mm-hmm. that they say that just it gets you fired up. Like I'm not a Golden State fan, but he's he's pretty hype. Yeah, the Clippers had that dude Ralph uh Ralph Lawler. And when they would hit a three, bingo! It's like, okay, bro, <laughs> calm down, calm down. Bro. Hey, everyone's trying to hit, man. Everyone's trying to get their own signature style. That's true, but see, I I feel like they got that from baseball, and it it makes me miss guys like Chris Berman. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like seeing, like hearing him. Like we have to wait for special things to happen for Chris Berman to come out of his shell, you know. But like back when he was every day on like MLB, uh going over like the home runs back 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 and that one's gone and that one's gone or the show like jacked up and stuff like that it makes me miss like real emotion behind the thing not just goofy because you're trying to hype it in that moment it was guys who actually like that all the time yeah i heard one i heard heard a funny one where a dude got fired though i I don't know if he did it on purpose like he quit or whatever but 
it was a bad, he was commentating on a basketball game and somebody went for a layup and he got blocked. He said, yeah, get that, that pussy shit out of here. And, he said, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's making me feel like in, in the near future, especially with like the rise of things like, like YouTube, like, you know, streaming services, there's going to be off or, or online, you know, broadcasting of sports that are unfiltered. And I think that's where yeah. we should be going. Like, that's where people like us who just like to talk sports, you know, and we could just, oh, who's who's available today? Oh, let's watch this game. Are you fuck like live arguments while we're watching and shit? And I think people would find that hilarious. Makes sense. I think that's where that's going, though. We're probably 10 years away from that. I guess I could I could definitely see Bill Burr. Real oh, oh. commenting on a basketball game or something like that. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You're going the wrong way. <laughs> get, the, get the fuck back on defense. <laughs> we pay you millions for what? Yeah, you, yeah I can hear it. I definitely yeah. can hear it. Him, him and Michael Rappaport going back and forth. <gasps> You're seven foot two. Dunk the fucking ball. <laughs> Especially Rappaport, man. He's on, he already underneath the skin of a lot of players. Could you imagine him being the leading voice on like a like a like a three man broadcast on YouTube. Oh my god! I could just hear him say the one his one line from Deep Blue Sea. You know, Who are you gonna trust? <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's where old players can come back and be like, "Oh, you want to be part of the live broadcast? Oh hell yeah! I need KG. I need all the trash talkers. I need KG. You know, I need. I rest in peace. I, I would have liked Kobe because you know Kobe liked to be nice about it, but also throw shots and kind of smile." Like, you know what I mean to say, but I'm not saying it. That, right, I like that. Right. No, I, I like the Kobe to walk in here. He's like, it's soft as baby shit in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's about it. What else going on in sports, though? Really uh, football just started. We just talked. We were starting about football and fantasy. You know, and there's. No update on baseball yet. They're still rounding up the end of the season to see. Uh, whenever we have, like, a, a playoff picture. Well, I guess we'll dive into it a little bit, but nothing, nothing new. Trevor Bauer's season is pretty much over. And he got, yeah, he I got saw like that too. the eighth. <laughs> he got his, his leave extended the eighth time. So they're ready. But yeah, your season's over. You're not coming back. You guys was what he did season and, it, and it's going to be, and it's going to be extended again. I don't, I don't like to compare people's situations, especially when it comes to legal stuff, but the way that the MLB is handling the Trevor Bauer and the way that the NFL is handling the the Watson stuff is one worse than the other. <laughs> like, I mean, especially since Bauer got text of her agreeing to get her ass beat, like <laughs> to a degree, <laughs> like, what? is there, is there, I don't know. We're just two different commissioners. D- next topic. I think, I think they're both so scared to do, to, to cross the, the woman, you know, in this situation to, to lose their, their women demographic and all that stuff that they don't want to look a certain way. So they're both just saying, Hey, just stay away until yeah. they, mm-hmm. until they either forget or we figure something else out or you incriminate yourself on social media. So where we fight it. I mean, to be honest, the NFL is kind of slick about not necessarily hiding that stuff, but trying to make you forget about it because remember yeah. just to just two, three years ago, when all that stuff came out about the Washington Redskins organization, I'm going to call them the Redskins because that's where they were at the time. All that stuff that came out about Snyder and all those guys in in uh, in the office who are using cheerleaders like pretty much like like hoochies, 
you know, and stuff like that. Pretty much having all these sex crime allegations and harassment suits. And what do they do? Oh, people have been trying to change your Redskins name for the last 15 seasons. But as soon as this stuff breaks out, yeah, maybe it's time. You you know what I'm saying? So, like, the thing with the Deshaun Watson is, like, it's not a team thing. It's a Deshaun Watson thing. And all they did was barely just, what, yesterday or two days ago say, yeah, we're going to rule him out for week one. Like, they're not even, like, cutting ties with him. They're not doing that because because at the end of the day, he's too valuable of a talent. So they're still trying to get money out of him like that. And that's crazy to think about. But baseball could care less. This guy won the Cy Young last year. Did he win it last year? He won it last year. Did he, he not? won something. Um, I don't know if he won. I, don't I, think he won. I think Bauer won the Cy Young last year. I don't know. It was close. It was a short season. But anyway, he's he was a top 10 pitcher coming into the league, and they still were like, mm, nah, how about you just post up? So yeah. I don't know if there's any differences or any con, you know contrast to make between different leagues and how they handle stuff, but we never really hear about people that like soccer players and what shit they be going through because I'm pretty sure they're not all great citizens. I think it also has to do with like, like, you know, I'm not saying that soccer isn't like the, it's the international sport, like worldwide sort of coverage and all that stuff. But I think it's kind of in America per se, um, mm-hmm. football, a couple of years ago, football took over as, as what people would say was America's game because people have seen, watched football more. There's higher ratings for that sort of sport. Right. The ratings. Right. Right. It just brings all this money in that there's so much more, uh, it's much bigger spectacle. Like not, I got a the, the I got NFL a question about that though, though. Way bigger. But do you think do you think that it's like that because there's less games in a football season? So if you were to multiply those games by four, would you still have the same amount of people watching one game if you played sixty four games as opposed to sixteen? I think like, I think maybe that it's still kind even, of that. but I think it's kind of that. But, I don't think it's just because of the like the scarcity of the amount of games, but I think it's more so the game's easier to follow to too. It is you easier know. to follow, but it's just I it's goes back to like I'm not gonna say our roots, but it goes back to back in the days where people used to watch mm-hmm. gladiator sports, where they used to mm-hmm. like gladiator people big men beating up on each other. It's yeah. kind of and the we same thing. Yeah, we don't really have rugby here like that. So football is the prime tough guy sport. Um, real quick, breaking news, Vitor Belfort, TKOs of Ander Holyfield in round one. Oh my God! Jesus Christ! It's, Is that it's like, Mike, that's a live update? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What was Evander uh, doing? Just happened. It's 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 Mike Tyson's fault, man. When you lose part of your ear, that's part of your equilibrium. His balance. Right <laughs> 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 His balance. I, I knew he was going there. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, also Anderson Silva just knocked out a uh, Tito Ortiz in a boxing, and I don't know if it was an exhibition or what it was. But this, I just got that update from ESPN not that long ago. I don't know when that was, but Anderson wow. Silva, the the former UFC what midweight lightweight champion, who was considered the best at the time, along with G- um, GSP, uh, knocked out Tito Ortiz in a boxing match. I hope he got paid. <laughs> I hope all these people. Got paid. <laughs> what are you doing, fifty something years old, getting knocked out in a boxing match for, bro? It's not. It's not the business. Okay, it's not the business. Um, but back to f- fantasy football, though, guys. Let's let's talk about some fair trades. <laughs> some some fair <laughs> trades. So you, not can't, have, you, can, you can't have you can't have fantasy baseball, uh, fantasy football without drama. I tell you that much right now. <laughs> let's let's start off, at it let's now. Start Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler's questionable for week one. By the way, 
see, we can't we can't go into our experiences because we're supposed to talk about stuff that other people can relate to, and we're now they're gonna relate to like this drama inside. anyway. So Gibber was bitching right about the league. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but to make a long story short, our good friend of the show, Gilbert, um, if you're listening out there, fuck you, Gilbert. Um, he was wow. complaining about wow. the, the setup, which, which most of us at some point or another had voiced our opinions about it or our thoughts about it, right? Um, he kind of went on a tangent about it, and there was this back and forth, and to where uh, Gilbert got uh, kicked out of the league, and uh, phone calls were made, talks were had, and eventually a couple days passed, and he was given his spot back into the league, and uh, and it, and it kind of just subsided. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed though, but every time he gets a chance, he kind of tries to throw a little jab out there, especially because <laughs> the waiver wire is so like is is uh, you know is fucked barren, you know. But, yeah, so so essentially one of the next things that happened, of course, and this is before game the first game of the season even happened. Um, there were some trades that got put through. Uh, Daniel was trying to trade for Austin Eckler. I don't remember who he was trying to give up. You might, or DJ was trying to trade for Austin Eckler. You want to take it from there, DJ? Um, I mean, there's not really a lot of drama when it came to that first trade. The first trade was uh, Austin Eckler and Ty Williamson, Tyson Williamson uh, from Daniel. And I gave him Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Uh, it was a pretty, pretty even trade, pretty one-for-one swap. Before this, this is before all of the all hell broke loose for Baltimore and they signed their fourth running back in a matter of a week. So, uh, man, but it was just that it's just regular fantasy football is hard to grade, man, because as soon as you make a decision, somebody could get hurt the next day and boom, that's just how it rolls. But in regards to getting mad about like the settings and stuff, the reason why I wasn't tripping is because for most people who play fantasy football or fantasy sports in general, unless you're unless you're kind of weird or it's your first time you never really just have one league so for somebody like gilbert who i know has like five fantasy football teams it's okay to have one where the settings are a little different big fucking whoop get over it that's how i feel and just like you know even though i said something it's okay to have one that's a little different so what you have other leagues to to play the straight up same settings that is every year year in and year out that's just how i feel about that so even if yeah. it is a money league, it's only what 20, 25 bucks. We're not breaking the bank over here. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah, that that, that was that was my in my vision going into it, you know, to make it something different. You know, to make make it be that one league that's competitive for all the right reasons, you know, just because, mm-hmm. you know, all the different ways you can manipulate certain things in other leagues you can't necessarily do here. Like of the people that, that waiver wire sharks, they can't do that here. So now they have to actually, you know, no, get trade, get their trades off if they're fair, <clears throat> DJ, or and or they have Come to, on. or they have to know their drafts, you know, and and have their bench set perfectly, and that's a whole another level of competition you don't normally get because people can just add drop off the waiver wire, and it's I think it's really funny that he was saying all that about the waiver wire because he's he's made the most ads and drops off that waiver wire besides me, ever since he said that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, clearly he knows that that's what that he was. That's his angle, you know. That was his angle. So I don't, and I don't think it had more, to do with mobility. I don't think it had to do with more with that. Obviously, I know that that was a huge thing about the being able to pick things up off the waiver wire. I know I was in his is a hundred dollar money league last year, and we, him and I, were the the waiver wire sharks, the guys that dove into the waiver wire and basically made our made our championship off of that. But I think it was just because like. 
I'm pretty sure, other than us four in this chat, I'm pretty sure no one read the rules. Like, no one read the settings. No one read the rules. They just came into it and like, oh, it's just a regular draft. And like a regular PPR draft. And unfortunately, I think that half the league, which this is a 12-man league, mind you, so I'm assuming eight people didn't know that it was these specific rules and it kind of caught people off guard. Like even, even, uh, even when you guys vetoed the trade, uh, one of the, one of the members was like, Oh, what? So we all voted and it didn't matter. But like, I I just don't think that people were paying attention. Yeah, they definitely weren't because like, especially when Gilbert was just like, we had already drafted and everything. And then he was like, we have four wide receivers. And I'm like, you drafted, you didn't realize you had four wide receivers. (laughs) And then, and then during one of those phone calls, he was like, he's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go in there and check any of the settings or anything like that before we started, before we started drafting or anything like that. And I was just like, well, it's up there. Like it's been up there. I haven't changed anything since everybody got into the league. Like it's right there for anybody to go check the settings. It's like, it's not a, that can't be held against me because y'all didn't go read the settings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but at the I same mean, time, I think I think it's it's what it's like what he said. He's like, I I, I Man, just I'm a, think he wanted someone to say something about it for sure. Especially if we're gonna be announcing the trades, that should have been a courtesy too. But fuck all that. I want to let a secret be known right now. I try to get DJ. I ain't gonna hold you. I try to get him. Why? <laughs> I tried to. I I I was the last person. I was the last person to veto that Austin Eckler trade. <laughs> wow! <laughs> right when you when you message whoever whoever vetoed your mom's a hoe. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's hilarious, bro. It's funny. Was funny. He did say whoever whoever vetoed that shit. Your mom's a hoe. <laughs> that was kind of funny knowing that Brad vetoed that shit. <laughs> That's your boy. <laughs> that's your boy. I just Man, that's funny. funny. You know, but honestly, like fo- fantasy football is just a great way to get you and your homies to just stay stay busy in a fun way and also a competitive way, you know? So that's yeah. cool. Well, Glad that's back. We're always competitive, so. So just another thing to add on to it. Yep. Yeah, and then we had that one guy when we were watching the, the Bucks and the Cowboys. That one guy was like, wait, we lose points for incompletion? I was just like, oh, that's another one. Didn't read this. I told you, man. I t- I'm telling you, <laughs> half of the people didn't know that we got a point per completion and a point per incompletion. Ultimately, it don't it, it don't matter because it's the same for everybody. So the wherever you rate somebody, like you're not thinking, oh, let me get the, the quarterback with the most yard, who throws the most yards, but – Mm, his completion percentage is a little like what it's give and take everywhere. But, like it's still the, the uh, unless you have a Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. But he gets rushing, rushing points too. The one thing that sucks though, too, is like that even counts for freaking uh for like the end of the game. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, let me just fucking spike the ball real quick to run out the time. And it's like, damn, that's that counts as incompletion, but it's like, you can't like, there's no way to change that. You know what I mean? Part like, of the game, baby. Like, yeah. It's, Part of the it's game. Wild. I would. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I remember last year. I remember me and Josh were in a heated battle one time, right? And we're sitting there. To, it was before he moved. We were sitting there playing each uh, other. The victory and, formation. And he was. Yeah, it was the victory formation. He was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna lose." <laughs> <laughs> and he spiked it, and he lost the point. <laughs> well, I have a question. I have a question. If you, if a quarterback, okay, if you're in victory formation and the quarterback takes a knee and downs it, is that not considered a carry? For a loss of yard, yes, it is a carry for a loss of yard. 
So yes, if is. let's say let's say if your quarterback, let's say <sighs> your quarterback ran for forty nine yards, you're not going to reach fifty. But if he downs three times, he's not going to go back down under under forty. So you're still going to have the four points or whatever points you have. But you just gain three points because of carries. Because it's no, you don't like get. We don't. We don't have points for well, our our specific league. Isn't a point per carry league. Point no, per carry. That'd be AIDS. Yeah, but yeah, that definitely. is that is. I'm just that is that is a, a thing. thing though. Yeah. Okay, so that's a funny situation, but uh, that happened to Mario back in the day. Not not Killer Mario, but Panda Mario. I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about or not. But I said Panda Mario. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what is panda? Uh, well, he's literally the size of a panda. That's what oh, that means. Yeah. Like oh, he's wow. I got bras in Atlanta. <laughs> that's what I, that's where my head went. That's where my head We're not going to get out of the sports stuff that we just All right. All right. Um uh Steve from Blue's Clues uploads a video saying he remembers us and is proud what of us. What a punk ass bitch. Oh, wow. He ain't come back to say whoa, 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 whoa. Why do you even he come back? Us. Let's not he act like Mofos didn't desert us before. Keep it pushing. First of all, he's proud of me, man. And then I he lied to us. Oh, I went off to college. Okay, yeah, whatever. You got a DUI. He said we look good. You know what happened. Well, no, he actually said we look good. We look good. Yeah, he went. He, he went to college with over there with uh with little Romeo at ICUC College. I C D C. He saw he saw he saw that he yeah. saw that college he saw that commercial and that one black guy every time. Hey, why don't you go to college, man? Why don't you get up off your couch? And then he kept saying, "I want to know if that guy graduated from college." <laughs> I don't know if he's doing that as a job. I don't know. <laughs> How much you, you think he got paid? Couch? How much you think he got paid to upload that little video because he was in a tough spot? I don't know. Probably, probably a couple thousand maybe or a couple hundred. Well, it was a, I wouldn't say even a tough spot. It was like the 45th anniversary, right? Or some shit like that? Yeah. Of so there's, like a, there's like an Indian guy that's doing it right oh, now. Oh, yeah. That's, that's pretty big. Clues. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Did he add it? Because remember, they had salt and pepper and paprika, so you know he's adding a few spices. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is your cousin Curry. <laughs> oh, God. oh wow, we're getting canceled. Chimichurri. <laughs> um, speaking of anniversaries, it is the twenty. It's the twenty-year anniversary of nine eleven, and we are not in Afghanistan, and Taliban is in control again. So it looks like history does repeat itself. It um, is also the twenty-year anniversary of Jay Z's The Blueprint. Yes, yes, which means that it's an anniversary for one of Fabulous's albums too. I can't remember which one it's called, but that album made more also, impact in my life than 9/11 did. And that's sad, had, but that's real. He also had an album released that day. Um Okay, let's just get to the meat and potatoes of it. Donda versus Certified Lover Boy. That's what we're here for. That's what we that's what we wanted to talk about, right? Is it really What's a versus a, though? Um we knew we can, let me can I just preface this real quick? The albums came out relatively the same oh, week. week apart. Yeah, week apart. Yeah. And because they had been taking what seemed to be a few shots at each other or mainly Kanye taking shots at Drake, if I may be very clear about him posting his home address and shit like that. And let's let's be and honest. And that's not chat too. that's not a game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's going to be people who they know where you live, but you just openly putting somebody's ad. That's not a game. We've somebody, seen people in the last three, four years get killed because they're up, their location was uploaded. Somebody somebody uh, from Toronto and, like, that knows them, I guess, or whatever, talked about that uh, 
it was just kind of funny because it was it was more so dumb than like mm-hmm. scary or anything like that because mm-hmm. he has like a big estate and I guess a lot of people have to drive by there all the time. So all the time. A lot of people out there know already know where Drake lives. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying like even uh, apart from the fact, just not having to the respect as a grown up to not do it regardless, considering yeah, sure. that people like uh, what's his name, the Pop Smoke dude, or the other. People's yeah. uh, locations were uploaded and immediately died. Don't yeah. play with that shit. That's not, that's just not grown. Very disappointing moment for Kanye right there. But moving on to the music though. So the albums weren't necessarily oh, wait, wait, meant wait, wait, to wait. be. I want, I want, so, okay. so inter- say what you're going to say right now, but I want you to be the last one to speak though. That's as far fine. As, like giving our opinion. That's fine. I feel like you have the most like the most energy for this. Subject. <laughs> go I had, I had the most energy. <laughs> I've I've I've, I've settled ahead. it down, but go ahead. Though. What I will say is, we went into this or into last week not thinking that these albums were in competition. It's not like when Kanye and Fifty Cent back in two thousand seven or whatever it was. Remember, you guys remember Ooh, that when they both yeah. dropped on the same day and it was and Fifty was like, "If you get more plays as me, more plays than me, I'm gonna retire." Like it wasn't like that. And we know that Drake and Kanye don't really make the same music, especially in the last what two three projects, four projects. Oh yeah, Kanye is very known for experimentative sounds, um, a lot more auto-tune, a lot more this. And Drake is more about, listen to what the fuck I'm saying. You're going to feel me. Um, we're going to have a few bangers, and we're going to try to, you know, find a wave that people are fucking with and get your head booty shaking a little bit. So that's kind of what we expected. Um, Kanye gave us an entire month of hype with all of these uh tours listening parties where oh this listening party was different from this one this one's different from that one so it built up anticipation and for people who have been listening to the pod and people who have spoken to me in the last year we've all we've been saying that a lot of times now your hype and the anticipation of the album is what builds the numbers not necessarily the talent that is broadcasted on it it boosts it when it's great but now it's just about how many guaranteed listens can we get before it even drops. So obviously Kanye did it, did everything he had to do. And let's be honest, when it came down to marketing, Drake won because Kanye put millions into it. Drake didn't have to do shit and still outsold him in the first week. I'm just prefacing real quick and it had nothing to do with the music yet, but I'm just saying the effort that went into this and that, yeah, Kanye's trying to be an innovator with music. Oh, let me do listening parties. Let me sell out stadiums. That's fine. Light yourself on fire. Lift yourself in the in the air with a with a high wire. Do what you got to do to make you feel great, bro. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. We're happy for you. I'm I'm glad this is your your going out party in a sense with with your with your grieving about your mom. I don't know if Daniel saw it, but I hid it from him because I didn't need no ammo being shot back at me. This one guy posted that the last seven albums of Kanye represent the seven stages of grief. So when his mother died, the albums in order go from, you know, the, the stages. And apparently Donda is the release or healing one. But now that I hear it, that's bullshit. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> there is no healing in this. There is no healing. It's totally experimental. Um, I'll dig deep when it's my turn to really speak. But I just want to let people know that when we're saying Donda versus CLB, I guess we're talking about in terms of the success. Because when you're grading the albums together, and if you listen to them, they're both under the genre hip hop slash R and B. And one of these albums, you get hip hop slash R and B. The other, you get some hip hop, some rap, not R and B, excuse me, some hip hop, some rap. 
and the rest of it is sampled gospel music. Yeah. All right. So, 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 so here's here, here's how I want to do this. I you want, guys go ahead and I want I want DJ to go first because I think he was the last one to listen to all of them. Then I'll go. Then I want Daniel to go, and then Joey's gonna go last. So you start this off, DJ. All right. <clears throat> so uh, I'd like to say that like being the just casual. Pressed. No, it didn't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Being the being the uh, casual the casual listener listener to hip hop and rap and R and B out of the group of four people that we got, um, I didn't really care much for either album. As in, I wasn't I wasn't looking forward to. I wasn't like hyped about them. Whenever it came out, it came out. I was going to give it a listen. Whatever. Um, I preface this by saying that. What Joey said in the beginning about it being experimental, and I'm talking about uh, the Kanye album, uh, Donda. When I heard that album, I don't know if it's just because I'm old, but I was like, I heard his last album. I heard the last gospel album, and I don't know why I thought that I was going to get the old Kanye, but uh, I was I was sad that I did it, and. I'm not gonna say it was a bad album. His new gospel album, I, it's it's a it's a good vibe. It's something chill. It's something mellow. Um, I didn't like the first couple of tracks that kind of tried to hype up the album itself, like the Donda chant, chant and all that. But um, it was all right. I mean, that's that's all I can say about it. It was all right. I hope Lawrence isn't listening to this because he'll probably be mad at me. But uh, no, I need him. We need him to listen to. I this. think I think that <laughs> when it comes down to it, uh, from a listener standpoint. I prefer Drake's album and it's just because it was something that I, it wasn't like it was, it was super safe album. It's something that I expected. It's something that like, I know what I'm getting when I'm listening to Drake. And unfortunately as, as, as lame and as bland as that might sound, I knew what I was getting when I listened to it. I liked the Drake album. It was, it was fine. It cut, it kept me and it kept me entertained when I was listening to the, to the Donna album. It kind of felt like, Holy crap, this is a two hour album and this is taking forever. And it kind of dragged on for me. I'm not saying the Donda album was bad at all, but for me personally, I preferred the Drake album. That was just me personally. If I think I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that. I, I don't have anything better to say about either of the albums. I think they were good albums, and they're just just albums to me. I think Jose by J Balvin is what hit my market, and that came out yesterday. So that's where I'm gonna leave it. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay, so Donda and Certified Lover Boy. Donda coming out, I believe, on a Sunday. Um, you know, there was rumors for weeks <laughs> it was going to get released, 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 released. Kind of like you said, Joey. There's a bunch of hype for the marketing around the album. Kanye's a big artist, and I don't think he's ever really done a surprise release. If I if I remember correctly. There's usually some kind of announcement or campaign or whatever around his his albums for the most part, right? Not to say that I don't think he couldn't be successful if he did a surprise album, but I mean that just happened to be the case. It's a big, you know, a really big and boisterous like kind of campaign that he had for the release of Donda. He had the stadiums, like you said, he went on he was on fire. He lifted himself up. It was kind of like a visual showcase, you know, some songs maybe being a little bit slower. So you're kind of focusing more on what he's doing and stuff. I know one of the stadiums, you know, he stayed there for a couple of days and had like a stream going in other countries. He was working out, hanging out with, you know, other artists and, you know, his friends or whatever, 
had this little room, um, another stadium. He made uh, a replica of the house he grew up in and whatnot, you know. Um, so he was he was doing a lot. He was doing a lot. Um, and then, of course, there was kind of like the beef was going with Drake or whatever. I don't know if it's beef really, but whatever you want to call it. Um, they were kind of going back and forth a little, well, not back and forth, but more so Kanye, you know, Drake kind of responded a little bit and was laughing or whatever, but that kind of just adds to the hypeness of everything. You know, it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't really do anything as far as, um, <laughs> God, that's so distracting. Jesus. Um, <laughs> is he playing violin? <laughs> <laughs> Is um, this a is that is this a eulogy for Donda? Are we dude, what's going on? For Jesus. Um god damn I have to edit all that shit out now. Fuck. Um continue, anyway, continue. Any anyway, um so then Donda finally dropped. People listened to it. I was in no rush to listen to it personally. I wasn't caught up in all the hype. Uh, I tried to give it a listen the first time. I listened to like the first three or four songs when I finally did listen to it. I think I'm gonna listen to it like the next day or like a couple days later, um, when it first came out. Um was really my cup of tea, but I was looking forward to Drake when it was announced that he was going to drop Certified Lover Boy on the third, which I guess he supposedly hacked ESPN or whatever, and they said Certified Lover Boy was coming out on the third, so that was pretty exciting. Um, I was on my way home at night, and Certified Lover Boy kept me awake, which was great. Um, I was able to drive back home, listen to the whole album, the whole project. Me and Joy were literally going back and forth about like the lyrics and and like the the songs and everything, like literally at the same time. Like, oh, I'm on track three. I'm on track three too. Damn, this bar was fire. This bar was fire. You know, like going mm-hmm. back and forth. So I was hype. I mean, I like Drake a lot. I'm a huge Drake fan. So I can also see some of the bias I may have had towards this album, mm-hmm. but overall it kind of kept me more entertained right off the jump than certain than Donda did or, or whatever. Um, went back eventually to listen to, well, first and foremost, I actually spoke to my brother a little bit, you know, he put some posts saying certified love boy is trash. And I know <sighs> I responded, Joey responded, you know, I always, I, I've always said that <laughs> I don't think my brother has the best music taste. His shit is kind of out there. It is what it is. Um, but, uh, you know, I caught my brother listening to it eventually. And I posted like, Hey, my brother's listening to, to a certified lover boy. And I had to listen to, I tried to my best to listen to the full album of Donda just because I felt like I needed to for the podcast. I didn't want to come in here half cocked or like haven't only heard a handful of songs. So I listened to it and my brother posted that I was listening to it. But the difference being though, that when I listened to Donda, it was used as house cleaning music, kind of like when your mom put on some kind of r&b or gospel music <laughs> to clean the house for the day you know um but what i did listen you? to the but i did listen to the whole thing though and i was like oh this is cool this is good you know it's not bad it's it, it, it doesn't displease my ears whatsoever it's just not a memorable there's no memorable songs or songs that i really want to go back and listen to besides maybe jail that one's like the the my favorite song probably of the album and then other than actual Kanye himself, like I'm not really a fan of like his his bars on the album. I really appreciate his features much more than I appreciate him on this album, which to me is a bad thing. You know, it's your album. I want to hear you. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to mm-hmm. I want to experience you as an artist. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to vibe more towards Jada Kiss and the Locks or the Baby or Jay Z or whoever. You know, like I want to I want to hear Kanye. I want to I want to experience you. Keep in mind, I'm assuming on the production, he had the majority of, you know, his hand in it, you know, and he got to pick and choose who he wanted to be on the album and where they're going to be placed and whatnot. But overall, like, I know I've heard Kanye spit some good bars. I've heard him, you know, flow really greatly. I've heard him make plenty of great songs, great music. 
I just don't think that this was the album where he showcased that. And Certified Lover Boy, kind of like DJ said, it was safe, yes, but it's like it's not bad compared to what we've heard. You know what I mean? It's it, not. It was. It's not horrible. It's, it's, oh, basic, wait, yeah. it's basic Drake. It's basic Drake. So, mm-hmm. so for me, Drake's album, Drake's album personally won me over more than uh, Donda did, and that's that's pretty much that. <clears throat> Daniel. Haters, the lot of you. Um, you may proceed. Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, um, I, I really. So when Donna first came out, you know, I listened to it the very, the very first time. I was like, this probably sounds better live. Like, I, I can imagine we saw like the same way we saw him with Kids See Ghosts at Flognar, like some, yeah. seeing Donda. Absolutely. In a, in a, it's somewhere like that. The first off the first rip of me hearing it, I was like, this is the perfect setting for it. Like, I, I remember telling somebody from the church because, you know, I'm like the resident, you know, hip hop black guy, I guess. So they were like, oh, yeah, Donna, come out. How'd you feel about it? And then I was just like, I was telling them, you know, I was like, I feel like it's better as a concert, but that was off the first listen. So now I, I continue to listen to it, you know, for that week it was out. And the more I listened to it, the more I, I really liked it, the more I started vibing to it and, and dancing to it. Like I, I cleaned up my apartment to it and stuff like that, driving around, uh, driving around work and all that play. Like I, I really enjoyed this album. Um, the, and the part about it, people not experiencing Kanye, like a lot of people forget that Kanye was a producer first before he started rapping. So if the, so when people say, oh, I haven't, you know, experienced Kanye enough, it's like the, the entire production is is Kanye. The rapping was just the side piece to Kanye. Yeah, he yeah, he was when he back before he, he found God, he was rapping, rapping. Like that's that's no joke. He was definitely doing that. But um so once once he met God and all that and he transitioned in his life his style also transitioned you know and a lot of people want to keep putting Kanye in this box because they want to expect Kanye to be like how it used to be like how DJ said oh I wanted old Kanye and I was disappointed that I didn't get old Kanye Kanye is not is no longer old Kanye you don't even call himself Kanye no more just his crazy <laughs> actions are still Kanye though right <laughs> you don't even call himself Kanye no more he just calls himself yay and stuff like that so he's, yeah, he's much much the- closer to God right He's he's in the he's in the midst of he's in the midst of his transitions and all that of of becoming, you know, who he wants to envision himself in going on in the future and all that. And so I, I actually enjoyed, you know, hearing his production on this stuff. I enjoyed no, actually some of the some of the bars he was trying to do, like you could tell he was like rushing through because some of his bars weren't lining up where they're supposed to line up. And like you know, as somebody who listens to so much rap, you're like, OK, you missed on that song you missed on that song um a couple of the features i was like oh, i'm not really feeling these features like having played more cardio on here twice did not yeah <laughs> yeah talk about it <laughs> come on yeah, you're, you are kanye bro Pre- like, you, just... you had jigger on there once oh, <laughs> but uh, like but on that point too like i never thought i'd, I'd ever say the baby had a better verse than jay-z oh, thank you <laughs> the baby, I, the baby went straight off on jail too. Um, when it, when, when I got it a question though. Okay, okay, I got a question on that. Just specific before I lose my thought on that one, I felt the same way because to me it was a change of pace from the rest of the album because the album was very slow. So when the baby came doing his flow, even though it's a flow that we hear often from the baby, it was refreshing as fuck. Is that what? Is that how that hit you? 
No, it, it didn't hit me in that perspective because I felt like there were other songs where he was there was more speed to them. You know, if you leave, if you listen to Believe What I Say and stuff, and um, there's another one with Roddy Rich in it. I forgot what the name. Oh of yeah, that was okay. good. Like there, like there, there's other hype songs in there. There's other faster songs in there. But what got me is just the, the pure emotion behind it. You know, finally hearing him say some some of the stuff we've been talking about with with him getting mm-hmm. you know kicked off of certain platforms and you know losing some shit to get off your chest. Yeah, he like I, I really felt that from him, and I, that's that's what really gravitated me towards that. Big facts. Because Jay Z was just kind of just like, yeah, I'm Jay Z, you know, like that's that's the style I got from him. That's the vibe I got from him. He's like, yeah, I'm Jay Z. I'm just doing this because this is my homie. I'm the best, <laughs> you know. <laughs> here's my verse, type of thing. I did, but, I did mention that in the group chat. I did say that the track that Jay Z was on, even though he's a great rapper, it, some people can't just spit on everything. It it wasn't Jay Z's vibe to where he can go off. And even then, the only bar I remembered was uh hove and jesus like moses and jesus <laughs> so 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 that was the only thing that got me and i'm disappointed because normally i remember two three four five bars from jigga and that's the only one that i could like remember mm-hmm. yeah i can i can definitely understand that but it's it, well and, and it's a dj's part like the beginning the beginning is it, it's, it's not for everybody the, the first three four tracks is not for everybody like yeah yeah that's the that's that's not for everybody um hardly uh, having uh hurricane hurricane's probably the very first song where you're like okay well this we're, we're getting somewhere now and all that but even that was a little bit of a stretch for me but the the the, the real kicker off to, to donda for me is right when you get to believe do uh, believe, believe what i say believe what i say yep from from then on for the rest of that album it is it's absolute fire for me i have i actually have believe what i say the highest rated song on that album and i went through hell Trying to trying to grade this album uh, on the same basis as I did CLB, even though I didn't want to do that, I have that as the the song that made me raise my eyebrow. Like, okay, I'm working with it, you know. Right. Yeah. So what? Well, like that through one, and then you. I heard you guys were all in the chats at the movies, and my phone was going off, and you guys were going on talking about a uh, certified lover boy, and I was like, okay, well, on the driveway, on the drive home, I'm going to listen to this. And then I'm gonna stay with this for the next week or so too, and I kept finding myself going back to Donda, like a lot, and I felt like that's an indictment on Drake because I felt like I was getting the same Drake that I get on any album, you know, I was getting and, the same the same type of production that I would get on any Drake album. And that's what that's what happens when, see, what I did was, I, you can't listen to both of these albums back to back multiple times because then you're your listening ear and your mind start to compare them in ways that's not fair to you as a listener. And that's why I wanted to stay away from it because if I had listened to Donda and that's fresh on my mind, and then I went and listened to certified lover boy, because there's more of a consistent mid level, like tone to CLB, which can be taken as boring. And then you go back to Donda where it gives you more of a low, high, low, high kind of like orchestra music. I totally understand what you mean. You know what I'm saying? But that's where things like lyrics come into play. And that's where I think Donda suffered. But well, well, to, to a certain degree, yeah, it did. Because like I said earlier, like Kanye's not definitely not rapping the way he used to rap. I can, I can definitely admit to that to where like, if you were going to compare um, graduation bars to this, mm-hmm. it, it there's no comparison to it. Um, but at the same time, I'll, I'll tell you that I got a hot take for you right now. 
that Jay Electronica verse is better than anything I heard on, on Certified Lover Boy. Jay, he, Jay went in. Jay went in. But at the same time, it's not his album. And, right. and yeah, Drake, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, he I was went gonna harder than his own that. album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that too, but but, <laughs> but 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 at the same point, I can understand why people wouldn't don't like the fact that you know the hardest the hardest verses that they're hearing are actually from Kanye. I, I that's where I can't agree with you. I don't know. Is it you have any last comments in regards to both of these grade wise? Are you you're giving the slight edge to Kanye? Yeah, I'm giving the edge to Kanye because it had so much replay replay value for me. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Any last comments on CLB? Um, just just the run of the mill Drake you was expecting, low key. Yeah, yeah, that's the Drake I was expecting. Like the the, the Drake I'm the Drake I'm gonna get I'll get super hyped for is like I told you guys like as long as he raps I like I like the Drake album. You know what's crazy? But, but if but if, but if he ever gets a ninth another ninth wonder beat, mm-hmm. like if if him and ninth wonder ever hook up again, that's probably gonna be the absolutely greatest, greatest Drake. You know album. you know what's crazy is they probably could have used each other on each other's albums. That's like that's that's really how I feel about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I noticed a lot of a lot of, of sneak dissing on Drake <laughs> from Kanye. But in his but verses. you have to be you have to be real about it though. If there was a lot of sneak dissing, don't you think that was added after the last three weeks of pestering that Kanye was doing? Like, don't you think that was warranted? Like, no, 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 no. Like, no, no. Hold on. I'm saying Donda had a lot of sneak disses towards Drake. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it all makes me wonder, did Drake really smash Kim? But we'll talk about that later. Did. I bet let he go did. To, let's go. <laughs> let, let, me, let me round this up real quick. Based off of everything, how I opened this out and given kind of like the, the preface of listening to the albums, now you guys gave your inputs. I kind of, I don't want to say I was right about how you guys felt about it, but I was kind of leaning in those directions that you guys were all feel like just knowing you guys personally. I knew that Daniel was leaning toward Donda for his reasons. I'm not going to disagree with him. I agree with his reasons. I I just want to tell you guys how I went about it. I listened to both albums five times. I never listened to them. Well, there was one time where I listened to that same album back to back. So I listened to Donda first. I listened to a few different, uh, some different music. I listened to Donda again and then Donda again. Then Drake came out. I listened to Drake back to back. Boom, boom. Listened to another album. Then I listened to Drake again. Now I'm at three times each and at, after the first round the first three listens which i'll consider the first listen after the first round i've realized that donda wasn't as bad as i initially felt the first listen and certified lover boy wasn't as good as i initially felt the first listen and that's that's strictly because I had this comparison shit in my mind that I normally don't do. And I hate doing it because of this. And I feel like, I feel like because there was so much anticipation behind the Kanye stuff. And you know, before the album came out, I was the one complaining about why is he still doing this? Why are you making so many edits? And I said, from a creative standpoint, even though I don't have no production albums out or blah, blah, I, I know a lot of creatives. I know what it's like making content. I know what it's like doing that stuff. When you overthink your stuff, your quality goes down in music. People think the more I add, the more I add, the more I add all oh, my features, my features, my features. No, the quality goes down because you start second guessing stuff. You start changing stuff. You start doing this. I knew Kanye was going to overdo it. And a few weeks ago, off of Daniel's point, a few weeks ago, when I said 
I'm pretty sure, or actually after the first listen, I said, I'm pretty sure this album would have been much better with a show going on because how I said all the highs and all the lows, that's orchestra music, which comes in what? Movies. He gave us a soundtrack, except sometimes when, when, we, when we say, oh, this album was so good, it's such a soundtrack because when you listen to it from top to bottom, it gives you a vibe. Daniel loves that shit. Daniel loves the story where, or this leads into that, this leads into that, this leads into that. Donda didn't have none of that. So I know that that didn't even pop that side of Daniel's cherry. So I knew it wasn't that. So all I had to hold on to was, are the features carrying Kanye? One thing I will say is I'm disappointed in it's Kanye's album. I don't even think you had more verses or 50% of the verses on your album. I don't like that. And I know that he's a producer. I've praised him as a producer, but at the same time, I can criticize you as a producer. I can say that you made the genre of this album hip-hop rap and you did not provide that enough to call it hip-hop rap. So that that was a minus one point for me. On Drake, on Drake, Certified Lover Boy, he came out spitting bars. I got the hip-hop rap. Second track, he came out spitting bars. I got the hip-hop rap. And I was already like, hmm, do I feel this way because Donda came out first and I listened to that first? Obviously, if I go from a little bit slower album, now I'm not saying slower because all the tracks are slow. I'm talking about in regards to the whole album. It's an hour and 50 minutes Donda is and 52 minutes of that is actually tempoed music. I, I statistically found it. I had to do it myself, the fourth listen, before I got to the fifth listen when I wasn't taking notes. And I want to make sure that I felt everything that I felt. Less than half of that album had listenable music to it. I don't care about the violins going for 67 seconds. You know, like I, I get it, but that's not music. Let that shit go. You could have cut this out. If Kanye would have cut this album to an hour and 10 minutes, he just might have had my vote because there was a lot of shit in there that I didn't need. And, and honestly me and people don't know me as well as you guys do, but I listen to a lot of gospel music. I was raised in the church. I know I don't talk like it. Shit happens, but I know gospel. I, I, I know gospel music better than everybody. I, I don't want to speak for Daniel. I know gospel music better than most people. I know even my parents who, who showed me gospel music and I, I don't, I don't feel it. There's nothing godly about these albums. So I don't know. I mean, there's, there's the words you say, great, but who are they coming from? You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't believe a God factor inside of him doing that. And the fact that you named it after your mom, Donda, and this was supposed to be your, your biggest, your biggest album. Now, is it listen wise? Maybe, but that's what the anticipation comes in for. You sold it before we got it. Good for you. Happy for the success. But I'm still going to grade this album from a music standpoint, and I'm very disappointed. This is not even near Kanye's top five, not even close to it. So if anybody can even say that it's in his top five, suck it, okay? Like, it's not. It's not even close. Is Drake's in his top five? Four, folks, Joey said suck is, it, Lawrence. Is, is, Drake, is Drake's <laughs> album, is, is Certified Lover Boy in Drake's, in Drake's top five albums? Hell no. Hell no. So we're not, I'm not saying anything bad about Donda in regards to Kanye, because I'm saying the same shit for Drake. They both took a fat step back, but in regards to hip-hop and rap, Drake outspit Kanye. He had more content, and I'm going to say he had more content. I listened and watched every fucking word. Drake went in, 
And when people say, oh, Drake don't even write this, Drake don't even, find me how many writers came on Donda. Please go find it. There's thousands, okay? So don't come after Drake for having writers at some point this snap because Drake fucking went in. He addressed all type of shit and hit the titles of his song matched what the fuck he was talking about. Um, I have 27 songs from Donda, but really I chalked it up to 22 because there's part twos that I just chose the better of them. And I said, let's, let's take these out. I told, so I graded them out of 20 each. I got an average score of two point uh, out of five out of a score out of five. I got an average for Donda of 2.82 out of five. And for certified lover boy, I got 2.91. And that's a lot closer than I would have thought after I went through certified lover boy and realized this is slower than I thought. This is slower than I thought. This, uh, this uh, feature wasn't as good as I thought, but guess what? Most of every song on certified lover boy, Drake had two verses on more than his, his, um, than his features. He also had much, much more hooks that get stuck in your head. The catchiness, the boom pap, the part of music that makes you want to dance a little bit. He had a little bit more of that throughout the album. I won't just say one song here and there. Um, there wasn't many words that I took from Donda that I'm still saying in my mind over and over. And I can't stop myself from saying daddy's home. <laughs> so I don't know where that comes in, but I just feel like even though we did expect something from Drake, at least expecting something and get it, getting it and having it be boring to me was still better than an experimentation that kind of flopped in a sense of music making. And I hate to say that because at, at I'm not a hater. I've backed Kanye many times, many times, and I still look forward to his other albums. But this to me just wasn't a comparison. They weren't the same. Donda is not hip hop and rap. Yeah, some people rap on it. Some people rap on country music too. That doesn't make it hip hop. And and I'm, and 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 it just blows my mind that the songs that are getting popular were the ones with the least value. Way too sexy. Because it's got future. That is a horrible song. <laughs> that let me let me actually go to my let me go to my grade. Let me tell you, let me show you what I've got on here. And mind you, I stopped at 14 on CLB because that's all I needed to grade out of 20 when I stopped taking actual notes. Champagne poetry, the first, the sample of Masego to me was already better than any sample on Donda because it wasn't boring that you didn't have to chop up and do much. That was a great sample. He spit one, two and three verses very well. Uh, Poppy's home got a 4.5 out of five in track two, which I got a few on Kanye's. I actually, I think on CLB, I got four songs considering everything with a grade over four out of five. And I think on Donda, I got three. So I'm not saying that's, that's, that's a dub or, or anything. But I took my time grading these and I didn't I didn't bullshit it. I, I got much lower scores than I thought I would have on on Drake's. But honestly, if you think that Donda has more replay value than CLB, I think it's because you just want to feel the vibe as opposed to listen to the music just straight up. And I'm OK with that. I'm OK with that. Totally. But ain't no song on Donda better than Pipe Down. Ain't no song on Donda better than, you know, like there's just, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't know. But all I know is I'm not arguing with anybody in regards to which one's better anymore. They're totally different. Um, people 
definitely don't want to give Drake the benefit of the doubt when he does sing something great because they're so used to, oh, he's soft or, oh, he don't write this or, oh, he don't do that. Bitch, please. Can we just start grading people the same way we do everybody? Like, just just forget it. Just forget how you used to feel about stuff and take something for what it is. The fact that Lawrence called this a snooze fest after listening to Donda. Are you fucking kidding me? <clears throat> he said that the best. Excuse me. I'm going to I'm going to fucking dime him out. He said that the best <laughs> verse on on CLB was the one with fucking Young Thug. What, what song is that? Whoa, hold on. Let me find. <laughs> let me see. Let me show you my grade way for way too, too sexy. Let me show you my grade for way too sexy. It got a 1.5 out of 5. Instrumental, kind of hard but basic. Chorus, super repetitive. Verse, okay. And that's in regards to Drake. Verse, okay. Feature one, mid. Feature two, trash. That got a 1.5 out of 5, and it could have been a 1. You know what song got better grade? The next song, TSU. Instant uh, instrumental mellow slap switch to slower long intro verse. Okay. Verse two. Okay. Verse three singing, but solid that got you a half, a half score out of five way too sexy. Didn't even top that. And it's probably going to be the most popular video off this album. And that just tells me everything I need to know about society and what we're going to make popular moving forward. So with that being said, I stopped taking these grading things to heart because I know that my musical my ears and my mind, the way it accepts things and the way it wants to be proud of people's talents. That's why I brought that topic up and I actually put it on my Instagram and Facebook as a poll. And it said, do you guys think that hip hop and rap has the lowest expectations for talent when it comes to success and greatly outweighing? No, people said, yes, it was way over 90%. 95% plus of people said, yes, hip hop and rap can be totally trash and they can be really successful. And to me, that's what made me stop disliking anything I disliked about both of these albums and just took it for what they were. And if I had to choose one that had more replay value and one that stuck in my mind, I'm going to go with Drake because at least when he was rapping, there was stuff that made me want to repeat it. And that's, that's where I sit. But as for the grading, 2.82 out of 5 to 2.91. And even Peppa Pig rated higher than Donda. No shade. <laughs> but that's where I was No shade. But that's where the fuck I sit on that. And I don't want to talk about these albums ever again. And I'm never grading <laughs> these albums in this depth like this ever again. Because oh. Melodic Blue was better. Jose was better. Uh, what else was better? What else is coming out? I bet well, you was better. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's get into that real quick with the time we have left. We can go straight into music since we're already talking about music. Yes, I liked Jose, the album by J Balvin. Um, even though I never understand what they're saying, obviously, because I don't speak Spanish fluently. I just, the sounds and like just, the way the words right. shoot together are just so don't it good. just don't you just close your eyes and it takes you to a place where like I'm at some hookah lounge surrounded by a bunch of Mexican girls moving their hips and shit. Like you just the thing that I like about it, up, the thing that I like about TJ it the somewhere. most is that um, honestly, I I preferred Colores better than Jose, but I will say that Absolutely. there is a there is a there is you can see the progression of how we know we all know the the natural reggaeton beat we hear it all the time in almost every Bad Bunny, every J Balvin, every every song we hear it that's that's popular right now. 
but as they start getting Diplo and Skrillex and DJ Snake and all these other producers to start producing for them, I like the natural progression of how it's going from uh, the basics of what reggaeton is to a more popular urban Latino where it's like, you're not getting those basic beats anymore. You're getting something new and something original. And I like that progression from Jose. Um, I don't know if anybody else got a chance to listen to it. I got through the first half of it. I track two actually kind of got me and it's, it's great because track three goes right into it. Like it literally pulls from it. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's definitely one of those where uh, I like to sit down and kind of read the words too. Cause I'm, I do understand Spanish, but sometimes when they're singing it, it kind of passes me a little bit. So I do like to Say kind of read fast, along. And then, and then when I get the lyrics, I'm like, okay, I, I do fuck with this. You know what I mean? This reminds me of music that can be played. Like if there's like a, some kind of event or party or something, you know, yes. just like kind of a, kind of like a, maybe even more of a, um, what's, what's the, uh, what the fuck is the word? Like maybe business karaoke or like, no, not karaoke, but like. <laughs> not a casual vibe necessarily, maybe like a little bit more. Bro, I want to go to a karaoke bar and watch Brandon. Brandon, <laughs> some yeah. Go to a karaoke bar and and say y'all got any Donda and watch them just oh kick you out the bar. Jesus. Oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving moving on from Jose into the melodic blue. So so I've have I have some choice things to say about Baby Keem, right? So so far in my career of listening to baby came which has only been a couple of years he's been around since like what 2019 or something like that i know he was like a double xl freshman last year or whatever so um i've only really sincerely really enjoyed one song that he's ever made and it's called honest i love that song it just like everything lined up perfectly for him on that song i really appreciate that song the song orange soda i like it just because it's kind of fun and the beginning's stupid you know Bitch, sit on my face. I attacked that. Like, it, you know, it's it's just it's a dumb lyric. And then I remember seeing this video of like, uh, I forget the Pokemon, but it's like it like lazy walks and like it's like listening to that song and it's just kind of funny, right? So, I I feel like I have to like Melodic Blue because I like Jaden Smith. And let me tell you, I get Jaden Smith vibes all over this album. There, I was just but, about to say, there is definitely some switch ups and some like vibes where it's like I could hear Jaden on this shit. But the only problem is I feel like he never quite pinpoints like what he's trying to do or accomplish on the songs there. None of them to me stand out except for I think I saved the first track, the first two tracks. I think those are like two I saved end up end up saving from the album and the and a lot of them, especially towards the end, I kind of just started skipping. Like I'd get like halfway through or like three fourths of the way through and just skip. And it's just like he's just like I feel like he tries to, and I feel like it's it's this way with a lot of like the younger generation of, of artists. I feel like he's trying to compensate for lack of like lack of um maybe like actual lyrics or life experience and replace that with hype. A lot of his delivery is hype. And then that's when I'm just kind of like, all right, you're just kind of saying things. You're not really, there's no real meaning or like depth behind these words. You're just kind of spitting. Even like the whole, like everybody's so hype about the top of the morning, top of the morning thing from Kendrick or whatever. And I'm just like, dude, this was, this was lame. Like top this was the not morning, top of the morning. Yeah. Top like this morning, was top of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this was not cool, dude. Like I, I, I'll tell I, you the one Kendrick. that got me though. The one that got me though. Which was one? the you, you ain't on that shit. Back in the club <laughs> with a fat ass bitch. Like the thing is though, when you when you go to uh read like the uh, like the intro, like the paragraph at the beginning of the album, they say that he's very much into things that are kind of goofy and this and that. 
And to yeah. be honest, the reason why I didn't grade it so hard is because when you talk about somebody who's not super serious, who's somebody I really like? I like Mac Dre. And when he did True. this song, it kind of reminded me of some of that shit. So I'll agree with you. There was some stuff in this in this uh, album that I really liked, and I was able to pull a few. But um, there was some where it's like, yeah, I could pass on this. Yeah, I'll pass on this. And, and even, but I even, did listen to everything. Even even in the, like the goofy aspect of his like you know n- less serious nature, which is totally fine. I just mm. think there's people who have executed making creating music and sounding great at the same time a lot better. Such as like if we like you said the example of Mac Dre. That's a that's a great example. Uh, uh, Lil Dicky. That's another great example. Less serious, but still sounding phenomenal. And like the, the music overall sounds great. There's some I, I do like that. It seems like he's he's. He's got some great beats. That's 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 one thing that I do appreciate. Yep. I just feel like he needs to kind of fine tune his like artistry a little bit, and then he'll he'll probably be picking up right after where Kendrick wherever Kendrick leaves off on his next album, he'll be picking up right from there. You know what I mean? And he has obviously is a great example. He has made great music, so I'm sure that at some point he has the ability to make phenomenal songs, rap about serious things. Not that you have to be serious when you rap, but just like. He has lyricism. He can he can make he can write lyrics. I'm sure he can make good music. Obviously, he wouldn't be here for no reason, even though Kendrick is his cousin. But I just feel like it could have been a little bit better, especially with kind of like the theme of it. Look, just like looking like if I'm if I'm a brand new Baby Keem listener, let's say if I went to a store, an album was in a store. If if that's not that it's a thing anymore, but let's say I go to an, the the rap section, I see the 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 cover of Melodic Blue, and I see Baby Keem on a dock, and there's like a painted rainbow pier or dock or whatever there's mm-hmm. the, the lake right there and he's like looking at the you know he's looking at the, the, the camera or whatever i'm gonna think that this is going to be kind of more flowy <laughs> more a little bit more softer toned you know some what little nas x shit some no not not quite that maybe maybe he might maybe he might come out the closet that's, you that's said a possibility a, you said a it's rainbow a dock so i don't yeah, know yeah, but so i'm not in favor of that anyway i already told you guys as a person who went to crayola university i want the rainbow back the lgbtq <laughs> is not finna get away with this shit petition sign my petition but but for sure i mean i might try to give it another listen again too because like i said like it's the I beats like I, I have to like it because i feel like i hear Jaden on a lot of this stuff it's the beats but we'll see for sure for sure the beats the beats knock that's why I, when i posted that i was listening to it i said there's some knock in here i wasn't sure on the lyrics yet there's still there's still bits and pieces in here where it's like okay i'm down with that line okay i like this okay i like that i'm gonna keep listening to pink uh to pink panties trademark usa i like the i like the switch ups in here um, it didn't really do Kendrick any favors, but to be honest, I think that's purpose because Kendrick's like, why am I going to shine on your album? Yeah. I can and see I'm that. okay with I can that. that. I'm okay with that. Apart from that. Yeah. That. It was, uh, at least what I will say is baby Keem is actually also, uh, one of the, the, or co-producer on 14 of 16 of those tracks. Oh, nice. So regardless of what we want to say, if we're going to take the Kanye approach where he's a producer, he's involved. I, his sounded very nice. I mean, yeah. the, when you talk about um, the, the vocal range, um, the spacing behind the music, behind the vocals um, and the switch ups and just the actual mix, it sounded very high quality. So I'm that's pretty impressive. So even if he doesn't work out as a rapper or artist, whatever he does, and honestly, it will. He's already got kendrick and don toliver and travis scott as features so it's like what what are you supposed to do he's gonna he's gonna be around for a second we just kind of hope that it picks up pace a little bit 
and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. But I get, I feel like we just had to talk about it because it came out. And let's be honest, we're only talking about it because there is a connection to Kendrick. Otherwise, we may have talked about it for a half second and have been like, ah, mid, keep it for pushing. Sure. <laughs> uh, moving on to movie and uh, and movie trailers, uh, The Matrix Resurrection, which will be The Matrix 4 trailer dropped. Um, it looks great. I feel like it's going to be it's obviously going to look and probably be better than any Matrix movie that's come out before it. I'm really excited. Uh, so far, we got as far as I've seen, the only original cast that's returning is Neo and Trinity. Uh, they're reprising their roles, uh, Keanu Reeves, and I forget the girl's, the woman's name, but um, they're reprising their roles, and everybody else is going to be new characters. Uh, Morpheus is being replaced. Um, I think I heard something about them. It's supposed they're supposed to be younger or something, and and like it, it's I don't know. I know there's I, the whole. It's, it's not often you hear somebody say that the fourth movie of something is obviously going to be better. Oh yeah, it it just well by looking at it so far, it looks like it's going to be phenomenal. And I mean, I'm just it, and is that just because like. The computers can generate better absolutely. shit nowadays. Absolutely, yeah, exactly yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, yeah, so, so is that is if that the major? To, if you try to look at the Matrix today, it might it probably won't suit your eyes just because they have been accustomed to much greater looking things. You know, like even just video game wise. But if you watch, if you watch the Matrix Four, it's probably going to be a lot more accommodating to you and look way better, potentially way more realistic. <sighs> And especially now when you realize that there, there's going to be like a pretty much a 20 year gap in between those three films and this movie. So a lot okay, of technology but, has come. But out. apart from the is it CGI, apart from the CGI, mm-hmm. um, if you were to take these movies into book form, which story would you still say is the best one? Well, it will depend. But when we actually I mean, see obviously it, the first one, the first one lays down groundwork. So like that's yeah. that's probably it's a foundation. Boost. Well, for, for, for me, the, so like. Me personally, when I like, let's just compare the three movies, right? If I watch the Matrix one, two, and three, the Matrix, the second movie, Matrix Reloaded, is my favorite film. It uh, Neo has kind of realized his role as the one. He's developed a bunch of powers and abilities. A lot of people get highlights, not just like getting their ass beat, but actually overcoming people, uh, fighting agents, fighting other beings that are not just agents. And obviously, there's the whole Mr. Smith thing, learning that. Uh, getting freed from the coding or whatever and starting to take starting to take over like the whole the whole matrix essentially everybody in the matrix right the first matrix it was good in its introduction like you said it lays on the groundwork but it kind of sucks because you realize like one of the big things you realize is obviously that not only do we have to worry about the machines in this world you have to worry about the humans which kind of sucks it's like damn this is like a huge threat like this is human extinction that we're, we're talking about here and you're out here killing humans as a human like this is ridiculous like this is to me, at least super unrealistic in that sense. You know what I mean? Like there's like a handful of us left and you're going to go ahead and kill people off. But it is, it's stupid. Anyway, continuing from there, Neo doesn't really have any kind of cool abilities or anything. He, you know, you learn about, you get to upload the martial arts programs or whatever, and you can do extra things like jump across the skyscrapers, you know, this and the third, learn to fly a helicopter in, in a couple seconds or whatever, you know, things like things like that. Which are great. Neo has the bullet time uh, situation. Neo and Trinity go into the uh, not the bank, but that that business building or whatever, kill all those soldiers or whatever, right, to save Morpheus. There's cool things that happen, but it's just kind of lackluster when you compare it to the second movie. And the third movie was just, eh, if that, if that makes sense, you know, like it's it just came it just became too over the top by the third movie, and it was just like, all right, cool, we're watching this for the for the quote-unquote conclusion even though now we know it's not the conclusion there's still more to the story 
But were you watching them as a kid, a teenager, or an adult? Definitely both. I haven't watched. I don't think I've watched the movies as an adult besides like the first one, because more so I just watch the scenes. And right now I'm actually following this Facebook page that for the next 20 years, they are uploading a still frame for the from the fight between Mr. Smith and Neo in that uh, the little like community park or whatever in the Matrix Reloaded. They're reloading. They're uploading one still frame from that movie every day for the next 20 years. So then every time they upload a picture, somebody goes, look, these neurokinetics are off the charts. Cause like, that's like one of the lines in like the fucking, in the, in the matrix feels like it's fucking, it's fucking stupid, but it's, I, I, I like them. I like them a lot. I've, I've thought about them, um, looked up theories and shit like that. So I'm definitely excited for this movie to come out and just kind of see what we have, what's going on now, because obviously it seems to be a restart. Like Neo, it doesn't just appear to be Neo right away. So I'm sitting, and it looks like something's going on with Trinity too. So I don't Question. know why. Why are these two people back? Go ahead. Question: Now that Go we ahead. have a few Keanu Reeves movies going into some deeper uh, chapters, uh, would you rate the Matrix series higher than the John Wick series? Hell no. Well, no, no. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't for the for the whole entire. Like just how you say when you got to the third one, you were like, yeah. We all saw the <laughs> all still John Wicks. Up, huh? We was yeah. <laughs> Wicks still picking up. <laughs> so like that, that was just one. I just wanted to know real quick. Yeah. John Wick has done a a very great job of of escalating the situation and the threat levels and kind of like continuing the storyline without it being too over the top. Like we understand, we've established in the beginning that he is that guy. He is that nigga. Mm-hmm. So that like dude, people yeah. try to, you need a fucking mili- uh, like a whole force to try to combat him. And it, even then, it still doesn't work. Even at the end of the third movie, spoiler alert, potentially for John Wick Chapter 3, they send in a bunch of guys that are pretty much fully armored from head to toe. And he like he's he's making it work with the tools he has, goes back to get a different gun and comes back out. And then he gets a little bit of help, you know, and then, you know, keeps going. He's just that great. And it's not like it's not necessarily things that are like it's obviously it's unrealistic, but it's like it's things that it's like, man, he's barely making this work. He's go ahead and come in if you need to come in. He's making this work just barely. He's making it. He's surviving just barely and keeps having to go to the next thing or whatever. Right. And, um, and, and I think that's what make those movies great, but overall action, I feel like I would have to give the edge to, uh, to, to the matrix personally, just because the action sequences in there are just like phenomenal. Like the high speed martial arts, the, the way what they if, can just, I had a crazy idea, right? You're probably going to say the same thing that a lot of people say. Are you going to talk about John Wick and, and matrix? Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> what, if, so deep what, if Neo, what if Neo was just John Wick this whole time? You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah the whole time it's, it's 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 just it's just seeing the hair, and I was yeah. like, you look like you just stepped off the bank. Yeah. You might have to wait an extra twenty years for that one when Keanu's like eighty. The, the first uh, the first scene in the in the new Matrix movie is going to be Bala Yaga. I'm not. Well, gonna, you know, I, they're coming Keanu, out the same day. Keanu's one of those guys I feel like he can get really old and still make good movies like uh like what's his name? Like Tom Cruise. He's like fifty seven. No no, 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 no. Older. Like what's his name? From the Older. West movies. Yeah. What's his name? The one from Gran Torino. Oh, you're talking about, Are you talking uh, about Eastwood? Clint yeah, Eastwood? East, Eastwood's a badass. Oh my god. <laughs> East, you think, imagine John Wick at seventy five in a crazy gangster Asian neighborhood. Oh yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Um, I don't know if there's a delay in this audio, but I, you and I said that at the same time. So, Jinx, you owe me something. Wow. That sounds weird. Just say Coke, man. Don't say something. That's weird. Um, 
Oh the no, DC you owe me a little something, film? something. Wow, wow. The, the DC you owe him. Film? You owe him Christian McCaffrey for that. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Oh. Not that you guys would have happened. Yeah, if it would have, if it would have happened, I would be fine. Vito. Um, hey, Vito ain't also, just an Italian name. You know what I'm wow. saying? <laughs> <laughs> we also have the DC animated film Injustice coming out, which looks like it's actually going to be not just about the aftermath, but the beginning of how it happens, how Superman kind of comes into power and starts kind of fear mongering the planet and, and the death of the Joker and this, that, and the third. So be looking for that to come out. Is that soon. from Snyder? No, it's their animated films. All the DC, so like DC animated films have, you know, like how there's the MCU, right? Pretty much Marvel has been rocking the live action stuff. DC has been rocking the animated stuff. They have they have a bunch of films that are connected actually, which are really we talked great. talked about it before. And yes, we have. And then uh, this is just another one that they're making. Uh, it, it just, it's a, I guess it's technically an El- Elseworlds story. It doesn't take place in the, the, the original continuity or the main continuity of, of like DC continuity or whatever. It's a different continuity, if that if that makes sense. Whatever. Not a big deal. Um, and then finally, we had the, uh, for gaming news, we had the PlayStation Showcase. Um, some fucking phenomenal announcements. I know Xbox players are fucking sick to their stomachs right now. First and foremost, we got... We got teaser trailers for Spider-Man 2 and for Wolverine, and they have both been announced to be PlayStation exclusives, <laughs> which is fucking phenomenal. Um, we get to be we, it's, official, it's officially slated that we get to be Miles Morales and Peter Parker, who also seems to have got some upgrades on his suits, which but looks which great. Peter Parker. It's, it's going to be the one from the last game that came out. Um. We uh, fans are theorizing or he- saying that they hear Craven in the background. There's somebody narrating the trailer, and I believe it's also Craven the Hunter. And also, we yeah. get our first we get our first glimpse at Venom, which has kind of been like the big thing in the uh, at the end of the original Spider-Man game. Even and there was like another scene, a bonus scene at the end of Spider-Man Miles Morales. So it's kind of like the big culminating thing or whatever, right? I think uh, Wolverine hasn't been announced. The the, the the release date hasn't been announced, but Spider-Man is slated to come out in 2023. So this is, they're letting us know way ahead of time, you know what they're doing with this. Um, and then we also got uh, some gameplay and cinematic, a trailer for God of War Ragnarok. Let me Which looks amazing. What, that looks amazing. It, it, it looks absolutely beautiful, and I can't wait to get the next installment. Okay, I, also- I, actually, I actually saw this, and I'm not really into the uh, story mode type of games like this, but I did see that one, and that shit does look hard. So I might actually hop on that one with you guys. So so God of War for PS4, the one that came out, it got a lot of steam, obviously. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people... So, like, God of War is usually kind of like a hack and slash, you know? He gets these two blades. He fucks up a lot of bosses. There's a lot of blood, maybe a sex scene or two, and then that's it or whatever, right? Oh, really? God of War 4 had a really... Uh, had a really like prominent storyline. The combat was great. Introducing the Leviathan Axe was great. We got a whole new plethora of characters, you know, stemming from Norse mythology. And then we got to, uh, you know, the combat was pretty pristine too. There's a lot of upgrade capabilities. You get to be Kratos while also seemingly commanding his son Atreus. Um, There was plenty of action throughout the whole game. Plenty of like badass moments, literally plenty of badass energy from start to finish of that game. It was great. It was excellent. And there's, of course, heartwarming heartwarming uh, sections of the game because, I mean, spoiler alert for those who haven't played God of War PS4, you know, you start off with trying to honor Atreus' mother, you know, you go on an adventure. It's kind of like that story of, like, 
my dad never really talked to me. My mom kind of dealt with me the whole time. And now it's just me and my dad and, you know, a father and son kind of like getting a relationship together. He's always calling him boy at first until eventually he does call him by his name and he's teaching him. He's making him learn things. You know, like you see Atreus getting stronger and stronger as time goes on. You see them going to more experiences. You also see Atreus developing his father's sense, his, his Spartan rage. You know, you see him getting in those moments where he's just like, I, I'll fuck everybody up. I'll kill whatever. I don't give a fuck, you know, like, and you're like, oh, that is his son, you know, like, oh shit, watch yeah. out. So it's, it's an interesting storyline. And then this, the second game has also been announced that it's going to be the end of the Norse mythology chapter, making it a duology. Um, and the end of like visiting like the nine realms and all that stuff, right? For uh, for the Norse mythology, we're getting Thor, we're getting Tyr, we're getting a bunch of other characters and old characters from the last game. And are we getting Hamdor? Maybe we'll, 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 we'll it see. could be. We will see. Yeah. Considering the fact that, uh, like like we said, they they did talk about. So we went through. It was like Greek mythology first, right? So he first went through Greek mythology in the first three games. In this fourth one, he is now. In this fourth and fifth game, he is now going through the Norse mythology. A lot of people are talking about how he's doing. How first of all, he's going through these type of like how he jumped mythologies, and now he's gonna might go to another one following six. Because I don't think that they're gonna stop after this God of War. It took like a seven to eight year hiatus between three and four, and they're coming back, and there's so much hype. Like even just the hype for Thor, and he wasn't even in the first game or in the first part of this this uh, duology so uh there's a lot of hype for this game a lot of hype and i'm excited for it as well yeah um and then we also got a an announcement and a kind of little teaser that um uh, star wars knights of the old republic is being remade and it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive a, ti- a playstation timed exclusive meaning it's basically going to be which is like People have kind of found this a little bit ironic that when the game originally came out, it was only for Xbox and now PlayStation is getting the exclusive part of it, but it's only going to be like for like a year or so. And then of course it's going to be released on Xbox as well, but it's, uh, you know, a lot of people, hmm. have been, uh, but it's only, it's only next gen though. Huh? Um, I, so Spider-Man and Spider-Man and Wolverine have been announced to be PlayStation five exclusives. Um, God of War Ragnarok has been announced to be for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, and it's also coming out next year. And then has, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, I don't believe that it has been stated if it's going to be for if it's going to be PlayStation 5 exclusive. I'm pretty sure it's going to be for PS4 and PS5, though. Has you do have to keep in mind, though. Has Go PlayStation ahead, 5 been out for a year already? Yes. yes. So like September of last year? It was, uh, it was November of last year. Oh, oh, almost. Oh, okay, so not quite. Because it came Damn, out right while, before huh? the holiday season. But, um, I mean, the thing about it, too, is, uh, unfortunately, talking about the PS4 to PS5, um, Sony did announce, I think it was, like, recently, not, not even a couple of weeks ago, that there will no longer be um, providing the service for PS4 to PS5 upgrades. So I know a lot of the games, when the system first came out, uh, people were getting up upgrades for, like, oh, you bought the PS4 version of Madden or the PS4 version of... Uh, all these games, you got the upgrade for free. When does now, that start? Unfortunately, I think it starts. I think it starts uh, at the end of this year, or if not, if they it hasn't started be- already, I think that it starts at the end of this year, where they will no longer allow for free upgrade to the next system. Once you that's bullcrap. They shouldn't even allow that implementation because they're not even available in all these damn stores. Well, I know PlayStation has said that they're they're um 
they're trying to they're trying to eliminate like phase out the PS4 faster than they've done in the like the, they the make the PS5 available. That's what that's a way to start right there. Make For the sure. shit available, bro. Well, you saw that. Uh, you saw that. You saw that ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. I mean, you're the one that said it. Yeah, all the PS5s one, right but, there. But they, but this time it wasn't stuck for 13 days or whatever it was. They got yeah. it in a few hours. But well, um, they learned. Were you, you about to wrap learned. up, Daniel? I mean, uh, Brandon, were you about to wrap it up? Yeah, there was uh, one I thing. Don't... One thing we missed. I think. Go ahead. Uh, I don't think we brought up the versus battle between Ja Rule oh, and ja Fat Rule Joe. That's Fat been a dream. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. I, I just want to say uh, straight up, we know who's got the bigger hits at the at least the peak of their hits, which one is bigger. And that's Ja Rule, even though sure. they're all mainly features with women, Ashanti, J-Lo, you know, like we know. Always on time. What's love got to do? I'm real. Put it on me. Mesmerize. Hey, he, he, got, got, he, he got one song, bro, that Living it to up this day. What? No, not that one. Do it's, I do? It, you know? No, no, no. It's it's a different one. Uh, why me and you had to meet, talk, and wow. get caught up. That you know, <laughs> still go today, fam. I, I turned uh, that on the other day, and I was like, yo. <laughs> this well, is like that came out this year. What, what I'm what? saying is both of these guys don't have 20 songs. What, what I, when I, when I, when I looked them. at this, when I looked at this originally, my, my idea was basically kind of like you said, uh, I think that Ja Rule definitely has more, uh, more hits, memorable more hits. More memorable hits that people were going to vibe to. But, but I feel like Fat Joe has been making music, has been making way more music, and even has been making music to this day. Where Ja Rule has definitely fizzled out. He's not dropping music, at least music that is like kind of like people exactly. are like, oh, Ja Rule's new album just came out. And people are still talking about the Fat Joe album just came out last and year. And let's whatever, not you know? let's not forget, Fat Joe is a real spitter. Yeah, so when yeah. you talk about in a versus battle, we saw what the locks did to Dipset. We saw, <laughs> yeah. and what I'm saying is, even if people don't think, oh, Fat Joe don't got his fat, Fat Joe's gonna go into the back, into the back of the back of the back room. He's gonna find some old shit where like people don't remember this shit from '97. But I got me and Big Pun on this. I got me and Big L on this. You guys ain't fucking with me, especially when I spit it out here because all Ja Rule gonna do is. His little short man complex up on the stage. Do I do? What would I be without you? Like nobody's trying to. <laughs> we can't hear that five times in a row. So, yo, who, what, what do you what do you think is uh, lean back? Ja, ja Rule's rebuttal to lean back. Well, the, the, what I'm saying is, Ja Rule's best five songs are going to be a little bit better than Fat Joe's best five songs. Like, memory. I'm talking in mass mass appeal wise. But at the end of the verses, when you have 20, am I going to get tired of listening to this raspy ass voice or do I want to still hear Fat Joe like show out and be like, damn, Joe, where where you been hiding? You just been doing the podcast. You know what I mean? I think think at the end they're they're just going to they're going to collab at the end because they've worked together. Yes. And they're going to collab at the end. It's going to I'm from New York. Exactly. (laughs) And and they got the song. What's love is literally Fat Joe and Ja Rule on there. Right. So they have they've worked. It's not like a, a they're actually battling. It's just more like we got respect because everybody knows the one we want to see is Ja Rule and Fifty Cent. And let's be honest, oh yeah, Ja Rule ain't got the hits. Like Fifty <laughs> Cent could literally just play "Get Rich or Die Trying" and it'd be over. It'd be over. 
So, <laughs> like, so, so this Baby, is this is what your we got. Body, your body, your body. <laughs> 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 but either way, this is one where I'm probably not going to watch, but I'm going to get the highlights from it and check out a short and 15 minute YouTube video seven hours after it's over. So for sure. But I just wanted to know wh- who you guys think would kind of quote unquote win, I guess. I say Fat Joe. Yeah, bringing up the points you're talking about having somebody like Big Pun and Big L on there, like and especially where, where and where where is it where is it going to be held at too? If it's if it's held in the middle of New York and you bring out a song with Big Pun and Big L, Daryl ain't got that. You you done. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I'm just really worried about once once Ja Rule, like when it comes to the Ja Rule songs that you don't know or you forgot and you're listening to them again, are they going to be as impressive as the Fat Joe songs that you don't know that you're either going to be listening to the first time or again in a while? You know what I'm saying? And I just think for the person who's actually more skilled on the mic, I think has the better chance to show out more. So even though I think the five songs I named by Ja Rule are definitely going to be like, damn, that was a radio hit. That was Yeah, Ja Rule, you had a great 2002, my guy. It was a great, <laughs> it was a great year for you, but Fat Joe, like we said, has been. He's on a hit song right now with Cardi B, is he not? I'm, I'm not tracking. I believe I'm so. So, so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see Joey crack. You know, I gotta support hey, the chunky all, Latino. All, all Fat Joe gonna do is pull out that one song with, uh, with Eminem on it, talk about Nick Cannon, and it's all. Oh over. my gosh. <laughs> Well, alrighty, Piglets, this has been another installment of Culture by the Uncultured. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Culture by the Uncultured, one word. Uh, remember, Piglets, Culture by the Uncultured is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. We hope everyone out there is staying safe, and if you can be safe, be deadly. Catch you guys next time. Later.